We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. There's huge reunion news. That's hard to say, weirdly. There's huge reunion news. Huge. The biggest. The streets were talking. They were saying the girls are reuniting. And then well, the Timmy video was dropped talking. this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, Timmy texted us. Talking. Oh, my God. <laughs> the girls were talking. And then, the, then it dropped the video. Play the video. Dinah, I can't believe it's been like five years. No way. Five no, years. Five. It can't be five. 2018. We were on top of the world. Yeah, and I, but I didn't realize that until like, you know, after the fact. Other artists would interact with us and I it's would crazy. be like, oh my gosh, yes. what the heck? Yes, it was crazy. <laughs> Did we I make it? <laughs> I know, right? I'm like so beyond pumped mm -hmm. for the fans. I'm just as excited as they Dang. are. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited for them because they deserve, you know, a little, they do. a little piece of like a little reunion. Of Nostalgia. Some sort. Okay. Yeah. Now that it's the holidays, I love that we were able to collaborate because it's all about, yeah. you know, fam and love, and yeah. we were able to bring that in. Have yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's right. Two fifths of Fifth Harmony <laughs> are reuniting <laughs> for a cover of the third most popular Christmas song, according to an ASCAP report from 2007. Wait, you're telling me two thirds. So it's got to be what? Two fifths. Camila and Lauren, right? Two fifths. Two fifths. Two fifths. Camila and Lauren, right? Is it Normani and Camila? No, 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 no. Try again. Oh, is it Lauren and Normani? Camila and Lauren? Is it the other one and the other one? It's the other one and the other and one. the other one. It's Allie Brooke and Dinah Jane. God. 
That I've is... never been more excited. I've never <laughs> I've been never more excited been about anything excited. in my life. <laughs> I've never been less. <sighs> oh, yeah, you're a harmonizer. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, famously. I mean, if there's anything I like less than Christmas music, it's the two-fifths of Fifth Harmony reuniting for, like, a stunt Christmas song. Yeah, this really is your nightmare, isn't it? Because <laughs> you're you're famously not a harmonizer. That's just me and Timmy. <laughs> I mean, I just wouldn't call myself a harmonizer. I, I've liked their music in the past, but no. And... I just feel very much like the legacy of Fifth Harmony has yet to prove itself to be something that history will remember, you know? I remember it. Even the solo careers of the girlies have yet to be as exciting to me as, you know, the promise of the band. You love work from home, though. That's eternal for you. Sure. And I like Sledgehammer, written by Megan Megan Trainor. I love the singles. I love that. What's the other one that's like, that's my girl? That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my... No, I'm just saying there's no legacy here is all that (laughs) my point is. I'm explaining the legacy right now. I'm exemplifying the legacy. (laughs) Yeah, you in a nursing home (laughs) singing that's my girl. (laughs) That's my girl. What you wait, what you waiting for. Sure, sure, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. (laughs) Right, truly. And her being like, oh, it's a folk song from when he was young. One time, two-fifths of Fifth Harmony reunited for the third most popular Christmas song in 2023. Sure, Grandpa, let's get you another injection. <laughs> it's somehow. It was Ali and Dinah. This, this recording is somehow playing on a vinyl in your in your little room. L- listening to my Who Weekly back catalog on vinyl, yeah. I don't know why we're on vinyl. It's like why would we? We are somehow. We are somehow on vinyl. All right. When is this coming out? <laughs> By the time you listen to this, I think it will be out. Well, because Allie released a, a Christmas EP called Under the Tree with four Christmas songs on it, including Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. This is, it's already out, the solo. Oh, and this that is, was released this year. That was released so, a month ago. So Dinah Jane is hopping on Allie's already yes, released Christmas for a EP duet version that is a minor reunion, a two-fifths reunion of the girl group Fifth Harmony. Oh, God. I do think that Fifth Harmony will reunite eventually. I think it'll take a really long time, but I, I, I do think that they will. Every group reunites eventually. That's I know what? it really is so. That's true. a law. That must be someone's law. It's definitely it's a law. Cowell's I mean, Fifth, law. I think Cowell's law is that going to reunite. Cowell's law is that every group reunites eventually. And we're going to get there because we have another group reuniting in our yes. main question-taking segment. Mm-hmm. But first, let's get to comments. Because you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm just calling about the uh, new Rita Ora song to just comment that it is giving peaches. Um, okay, showing whole Hi, Weekly. Not me thinking that when you said you were debuting a new Rita Ora song, I thought you meant like a song by Rita Ora and who we got like the world premiere. I was like, holy shit, mom and dad, like, look at this. They've come so far. I was so proud for half a second. Well, I'm so proud, but I know in the music track, I was like, this kind of sounds like our Rita song. Maybe she's like sampling. I was so confused. Anyway, it's a great song. Crunch, crunch. 
It was not a world premiere Rita Ora song. It was a world That's premiere funny. Who's song. Katie and Erica of the Who's were premiering a Sorry, song. Sorry, and on our I podcast. was calling it the Rita Ora song. I can understand why that would have been confusing, yeah. but I'm so glad that people liked it. And I really, I also thought it, it's genius. My question to you is: Are we now playing that entire song every I don't single think so. time? Or are we? No. Yeah. Okay. It's too long. But it is streaming on Spotify, so you can go listen to it at any point. Okay, it doesn't have enough plays. To have visible numbers on the on the thing, you know, we're not hitting Allie Brook numbers yet. But on my phone, it said under a thousand. But I feel like we 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 gotta be close. To I it. left it on repeat on mute for like a day. Oh my god, not like you, Justin Justin Biebering the stats. I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to Bieber the stats. But the but it's weird because the the Who's have uh 347 monthly listeners, which I don't even know what that means. I think more people have listened though. Come on, only 347? Not everyone has Spotify. That's the thing. Oh, fair. A lot mm. of people are using Apple Music, like you. A lot of people are are using Tidal because it sounds better. Wait, I'm loving this. I just did um, The Who's Radio, uh-huh. and the other songs that sound like the Rita song are, as one of our callers mentioned, Decepticon by La Tigra. Like, <laughs> it is giving La Tigra. Hollaback Girl, Gwen Stefani, Real Real Sleigh Bells, I'm sure, uh, Cardigans, Girl talk. I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Katie and Eric would be like exactly MIA, uh, more La Tigre Scissor Sisters, more MIA. It makes sense. Yeah, it more does make talk. sense. Let's just move on to some questions. Casey Musgraves and her not, but like felt very hooey tendency boyfriend broke up. Um, I need you to go to his website and see if he's written any like really sad poetry about it. Um, also, Casey Musgraves, is she, has she dropped back down to Hootem? Please let me know. Run French. It's really interesting, the Casey Musgraves of it all, because she was always straddling the line between pop and country, and then her full pop, I would call it her red album, if we want to go into Taylor yeah, Swift terms, yeah. flopped so hard that it almost feels like it's impossible for her to keep heading in that direction. And actually, last night, she performed her... Uh, have a, have yourself a merry little Christmas at the Graceland uh, show, the live NBC special. I can't help falling in love with you. Sorry, whatever it was. It's very good. She's released it. It's it's um, on streaming. You can go listen to it. She has a Christmas album. Remember, she had a Christmas special on Amazon. Remember? Remember anyone? I feel like I really don't know where Casey exists currently in the in the space or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's but it hard, is hard to, tell. to be like she won like best album at, at the, the Grammys, Grammys you yeah. know, like it's it's hard to kind of take that away from her in terms of people knowing about her because I think they do, but she is kind of in a state of flux and honestly a lot of the state of flux has been featured era to me related to this 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 boyfriend era, mm-hmm. this Cole Schaefer era. And he's always been like question mark question mark question mark. It was weird because she was straddling the line of I'm going to date a normal guy while at the same time trying to become a bona fide pop star. And I think it just speaks to how shaky that ground was. You know, like I'm trying to have it both ways. But is he a normal guy? I, I don't consider him a normal guy. A normal guy's like I'm a lawyer. I'm a random doctor. Like I do. Uh, I he's do. He's a copywriter on movies. This guy's a copywriter. Yeah, but he's so loud and he's so everywhere and he's so read my poetry and he's so. I don't think he counts as a normal guy. Maybe he's not famous, but he's not quiet. And the whole thing about dating a normal guy is they have to be. They have to zip it. Zip it. I don't want to toot my own horn, but 
I think you may have a sort of skewed interpretation of Cole Schaefer being everywhere because I follow him on everything and I'm constantly sending you stuff that Cole Schaefer writes and posts. I don't know that everyone else really knows about Cole Schaefer. No, no, no. You're you're so correct. I don't think anyone really knows about Cole Schaefer, but I'm just saying like Casey was the first girly to have the high profile country divorce. Like she's been followed by Marin. She's Mm -hmm. been followed by Ballerini. Like Mm -hmm. of this era. Of this era. Yeah. Well, these girlies are not staying married. And what's weird is they're all kind of the same genre, which is like this country that is too progressive for right. the politics of its founding fathers but also still loves the music and is like how do we reconcile wanting to allyship country girlies it is and and whether you think that's good or not like their politics are good but you'd argue the music gets skewed and then you're kind of like what even genre are we in and then they're looking at taylor swift being like well that could be my genre and it's like well she kind of is like one of a kind in that Mm -hmm. way you know like that's my yeah but i think kelsey ballerini and marin are having a better time in terms of being crossover a little bit Mm -hmm. don't you think i think so I think that Casey's, I mean, I talked about this on an episode of Pop Pantheon, DJ Louis' podcast. I think that Starcrossed was such a an existential mistake right, right, for her. Right. Like a, a big regret right. for her because she doesn't She knows. I mean, the tour was the tour was big. Like everyone went to that tour, but they went to see the other songs, you know? Like that was the meme of that tour. It was like, play Golden Hour. She was still huge, right. Yes. But over the past year. What has she been doing? She's been doing countless featured appearances and duets with up-and-coming country-adjacent stars. But country... No, country, country stars. Yeah. Country well, stars. Well, I didn't know what to Don't... call Noah Khan. I didn't know what okay, to call fine. him. Okay, fine. He's... I would say he's folksy, whatever. But he's... he's. I'm just saying, like, Zach Bryan. You're going to go for, like, the biggest star in... The biggest up-and-coming star in country, I think, is Zach Bryan. Yes. Since Starcross, she's not doing pop. She went back to Graceland. <laughs> yeah, and also, in this Graceland lineup, I have to say, yes, we have Lana Del Rey on here and John Legend and Lance Morissette, but we mostly have country people. We got Kane. We got Warren Treaty. We got, Treaty, Warren we got Treaty. Lainey Wilson, Lainey the biggest country star of Wilson. the year. And now Post Malone, who's performing country music and performing in all those. So it's like, it is interesting that she is now kind of like teetering back into that finding herself more comfortable back in that place. It's like, I took the risk. It really didn't work out. It was part of this like post-divorce kind of haze that maybe I was in. But what is the music that I feel most comfortable performing? I mean, didn't she do a duet with like one of Nashville's like most beloved, like no one, I didn't know about her, but our friend Jeff was like, oh, everyone in Um, Nashville, this is their favorite. Maddie Diaz. Maddie Maddie Diaz. So it's like, she's choosing very, I would say wisely Mm -hmm. because she's like, I'm Mm -hmm. getting back in the good grace of the people who who embraced me first or whatever versus these fair weather fans you know she's in the middle of a shift whether that's a, a shift to a new place or a shift back to an old place it's clearly a shift and yeah. so it doesn't surprise me that she's breaking up with the person that she met in the middle of the era that no longer exists this star cross pop right. era like that's i think all this is right but I do think the the problem with this, though, sorry, I'll, uh, the the issue with this is that fans associate him with this album that they didn't like of hers. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. think that didn't really work in terms of like the reception for him, because I heard about this breakup a few weeks ago because the Reddit was speculating mm-hmm. and they've been trying to get rid of him for years. <laughs> I'm, 
not, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. I just see what I'm saying. I'm say what I'm seeing. Sorry, go back to what you were saying. Well, all I was saying is that the true head from the redditors to me, <laughs> to me, and yes, to have to known you. because we follow Cole Schaefer and Cole Schaefer. Right, and he posted about grief in yes. depth on his every single thing that he. His newsletter, his Twitter, his, like it's all over. He he loved dropping in a Casey or Case Case. Uh, I'm with Case. A Case anecdote in his newsletter or an Instagram mm-hmm. caption, and he hadn't been doing that in a while. And honestly, neither had Casey. So if you were paying attention, which a few of the crazier people among oh, us were, they were paying attention. <laughs> yeah. If you, you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention to Cole Schaefer's tweets. You better <laughs> wake up and join r Casey Musgraves. <laughs> so, yes. So Cole had been posting, because he's a writer, he's a copywriter by trade, as in like, that's I think his job job, like the job that makes him money. But he also like his writes job, book, job. he writes poetry, he has a newsletter, he has a podcast that he just launched. Like to me... The, the the number one red flag was when he launched a podcast. I was like, oh. Yeah, he's he's figuring out other uh, business opportunities. Yes. Whatever it was, he was moving on. And that was clear to the people who were paying attention. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I noticed was he had a, before the announcement of the breakup, he had a big Black Friday sale on all of his like writing courses. And, I, and then again, I'm sure everyone had a sale on Black Friday. But I was just sort of like, hmm, interesting. A flash sale. Everything's 50% off. That's a higher mm, than normal. That's a higher than normal discount. Don't you don't you associate Black Friday with 30 to 40 maybe, you know? 25 mm-hmm. to 40. Mm-hmm. Here he is with mm-hmm. a 50% off. This is someone who's mm-hmm. going through it. Again, mm-hmm. this is what happens when you are really knee-deep in a fandom. And I'm not typically knee-deep in a fandom. <laughs> I re- like, really. It's hard to not be knee-deep in this fandom because there's kind of a question mark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like pro or con. It's kind of like what's next and like everyone yeah. hoping for the best because I yeah. do think that it is well, it's well-intentioned. And you didn't even hate her latest album so much. You no, just, I didn't like, hate it. It was just so weird. It was it was so jarring. It was jarring. And it's hard to like put it in the, you know, and you understood why other people were so turned off by it. Yeah. I think it was more the positioning of the album than the album itself, which mm-hmm. is even more sad because yeah. it's like if the if the content of the album is good, who matters what it's positioned as, but it was so weirdly rolled out yeah. and the visuals and everything, it just didn't it didn't make you want to listen to it, which sucks. Has she been downgraded to Hoodum? I don't think so. I think Casey no Musgraves way. is still one no of the way. one of the most famous country stars of her generation. I, I don't. I agree. I don't think that 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 one little blip changed it. But I do think it's really intriguing to watch someone sort of straddle the line between pop and country, see what her contemporaries are doing, see if she can do it too, realize she has to make her forge her own path, and then also this relationship stuff. Where you have the classic narrative of, I dated someone in my industry, it didn't work out. I got to date someone outside my industry. Guess what? That didn't work out either. Because guess right, what? Most did. relationships don't work out. No. And, and I don't think that she's wrong for having tried. But but, but it's but, fun to wonder what she's going to do next. Will she date a famous guy? Will she date a non-famous I know. guy? I'm excited That's what's alluring for her. here. I'm excited for the album. What's it going to be? And I'm so happy. And I'm so fucking happy to not have to deal with this guy anymore. And not by deal with, I don't even know him, but just read the bullshit. You know who has to break up? <laughs> Zach Bryan and Brianna Chicken Fry. 
I need Zach Bryan with Casey Musgraves. <laughs> See, this is the oh, problem with Stan right. culture. This is the problem with Stan oh, culture. Oh, you're sick. Are they even like I'm like, you've got to fuck Zach Bryan. Like, that's, this is so toxic what I'm putting out into the universe right now. But like, this is how passionately I feel for Casey Okay, Musgraves. he's 27. She's 35. Get into oh, it. Oh, he's younger than I thought. Mm. I love that. No, I love that. Okay. You're yeah. You're doing toxic stand behavior. I'm doing I'm calling, toxic stand. And I'm stand calling behavior. you out. Thank I'm you. calling you out. I'm taking Casey, you to the red table. I just table want you to be saying, happy. This Cole, is toxic. I just want you to be happy. Him. I know your real name is Austin, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I found out all about your parents. January black. Yeah. I know Bobby did like a Bobby did because I kind of was like I gotta figure out this guy's deal. <laughs> he did 23 me on Cole. If you want to DM for the 23 me on Cole Schaefer, you can you can message him separately. I mean, shout out to our friend Shawnee, who's really in this boat with us. We're all in the game of figuring out what's yeah. going on here. <laughs> and we figured it out. To our we credit, did. we figured it out. I'm thirsty. Ooh, I'm thirsty. What's the next call? I, you, would you like some human milk? <laughs> <laughs> would, cow would milk. Would you like some cow milk? Human oh, sorry, milk. Human milk. <laughs> human milk. I was thinking like milk for humans, but. How much of this same? Let me guess, your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping, you still hurt, and you're stressed out. That's how it was for us. So we cleared out our cabinets and reset our health with CBD from CB Distillery. I like CB Distillery because I like CBD, but not all CBD. Mm. Sometimes you take CBD and you're like, yeah. this didn't do anything. Fair. You're like, did this do anything or didn't it do anything? Mm-hmm. I honestly can't tell. And then mm-hmm. sometimes when you take CBD that works... And you feel something, mm-hmm. you're like relieved. Mm-hmm. And CB Distillery, I'm like, okay, this is actually working. A little drip drip into the tea before bedtime? Into the tea. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. I like it for sleep. That's what I use CBD for. And this one's a little dripper. You can do a little drip drip yeah I little like drip or dropper turmeric tea you know Ooh, I love a little drip drop tea. if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief make the change like we did to cb distillery and with over two million customers and a solid 100 money back guarantee cb distillery is a source to trust we have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com now that it's getting all cold there's nothing like wrapping yourself up in your like blanket on your comfortable mattress you really notice how comfortable a Helix mattress is in the winter. Well, because you're spending more time in your bed because it's cold. You're so cozy and you don't want to leave. I'm always checking the dog in bed. I mean, you're just like in bed, all cozy, look like type typing on the laptop, mm-hmm. doing fake work, reading a little mm-hmm. book. It's the only place to be, especially if you've got a Helix mattress. There's nothing like it. They have 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Elite Collection. They have a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers. They have mattresses for kids. And of course, you take the quiz to find out which mattress is right for you. And then it ships to your door free of charge. And if you don't like it, they have a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty. So you can try it out and like return it if it doesn't work for you. I have the Midnight Lux, and it's so freaking comfortable. <laughs> And Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. So go to helixsleep.com slash who and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Lindsay, you're in my apartment. You're sitting on my couch right now. Oh my God. Wow. What does it smell like? Nothing. Nothing. 
and the cats are around. And I don't really have a scent. And so the cats I, are around. I would be annoyed. I'm like, well, doesn't it smell like my scent? But there's no scent, really. And there's the cats are wet. around. The cats are around. You said hi to the cats. I saw them. They're here. It's not like you're hiding them from me. Yeah. So that I don't smell them. They're here. It doesn't smell like cat anything. Doesn't smell like You cat. would tell me, it right? It doesn't smell like poopy or peepee. You would tell me, right? No, I would. You would. I wouldn't have sat here recording this podcast if I could smell cat urine. I know, and you can't smell cat urine, so you can comfortably record a podcast around cats because Pretty Litter makes it so that my house doesn't smell like fucking cat. Yeah. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter. And it gives me peace of mind because in addition to trapping odor, the crystals change color if it detects early warning signs of illness in your cats. So when you go to the vet, you can say, well, the crystals turned this color. That could mean this color. And they like hearing it. They like Plus, it, it ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space in my little apartment. And even better, I don't have to like lug stuff all the way from the store up the elevator and the stairs into my apartment. I count on Pretty Litter to keep my house smelling fresh and clean. And you can too. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I want to be famous. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, you might have already talked about this, but the okay to milk campaign um, with all the influencers, I just saw Peach DeSorbo from Bravo doing it. They are like the most low budget ads um, and like weirdly hilarious. And I can't, it's hard to like, who feels this passionately about milk? It's hilarious. Um, it's also bringing up a lot of, uh, a next milk feelings for me from when there was that, uh, campaign from that you talked about a few months ago with, uh, the Beckham. Okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Crunch, crunch. Okay. I just want to <laughs> say <laughs> you can really figure out the kind of temperature of the culture by what milk is trying to do to get you to drink milk. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Like, it really speaks to where we are in culture, what milk is getting celebrities to say. And milk Oof. ads have been, the milk lobby, the cow milk lobby, excuse me, has been a part of our pop culture for decades now, right? Like, from the god milk, milk was of what, it all. 95 or something? Right? And that lasted for eons because of how successful it was. We yeah. were obsessed with celebrities when their milk mustaches being like, got milk. 1993. And then milk wasn't even challenged. Now milk is feeling very challenged, they're saying. <laughs> You're drinking all this other type of milk. What about us? Right. Broader public discourse was not about like, humans should not be drinking cow milk in 1993. Right. It was like, yeah. if you don't drink cow milk... Your bones will turn to mush. Dust. You will have to see Sally Field and fix those bones. You're going to call Sally Field? <laughs> you're gonna, I'm just going to say. You're going to have to call Sally Field, Field for and some bonina. fix your bones. What is it? Bonina? Boniva. Emily Dishnell is going to look at your bones after you're dead and go, this guy yes. didn't drink enough milk. Okay? Exactly. You're so right. You're going to be on Bones, the TV show, which is now not even on air anymore. You can't order milk without getting the third degree. Whether it's from someone who's pro-milk or anti-milk. It's like cow milk oh, or you're drinking oh, cow milk. milk? Oh, you're, oh, you don't drink cow milk? Oh, you don't drink nut milk? We are cosplaying this campaign right now, which is what cow milk, the milk lobby is saying. They're, they're saying, it's okay to drink milk. It's okay. Are you being shamed? They're saying no one's having the milk conversation that milk's okay, which I'm seeing in equal measure. I'm seeing half of the people I know being like, you know, milk's well, good for you. You know, you should have full fat yogurt. Meanwhile, the other half is like, 
uh, humans shouldn't be drinking the milk from other animals. I've never been more Tommy Lee Jones, I don't care about a situation than what kind of milk you drink. I don't either. I don't either. But I do care that the milk lobby is now doing this bullshit, which is really funny, which is like, have you or your loved ones been shamed by by anti-milk people? Mm -hmm. Milk drinkers are being shamed for loving milk. And they're saying, we got to go to our our number one milk relevant people, Khalees, (laughs) a.k.a. you can't have a milkshake without milk. Exactly. Which is incredible that she's still earning money off of that mm-hmm. i absolutely love it uh, cardi b who's literally lactose intolerant but will not st- will not stop drinking milk she has a bedazzled lactate bowl for her cereal i mean that's years old but. what was that instagram video she posted that you were obsessed with where she told that whole story about how, but it like the story was kind of like wacky wait here it is one? i have it right here listen you were obsessed with this story it goes a crazy place what's up guys it's your girl cardi b and i know there's been a debate for a very long time is cow milk healthy for you well i have a little story and i'm gonna dedicate this story to my grandpa that just turned 90 years old and i miss his birthday party because i'm out here working but i love my granddaddy so much that i want to tell you a very special story about him my grandfather used to own about three cows and he used to milk them and he used to sell the milk to consumers for you know drinking milk and for making cheeses and that's how he fed all his 10 kids and that's how he got all his 10 kids where he was able to afford for his 10 kids his wife and himself to come to america so i have been feeling a little weak lately and i've been getting ready for my show so i need my bones strong and this is how my grandparents used to make me drink milk when I was younger. They used to boil milk, yes, boil milk, and put a little bit of salt. You know that, like, the milk board got this content and they were like, this isn't what we asked for, but... Whatever. Well, that's what I love about Cardi is, like, her story is actually more about dairy farmers, but that's fine. Like, it's yes. not really about, like, it's... Sure. I love that she's just so fully off script. And then, as mm-hmm. it turns out, published in February 22nd, 2019, Cardi B shows off her bedazzle lactate She bowl. loves milk. She's kind of famously lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And she says, bitch, let me motherfucking tell you how I can't drink whole milk no more. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm lactose intolerant, bitch, I drink whole milk and I'm fucking having diarrhea for three days motherfucking straight. I'm farting up a storm and it's just not working out. <laughs> After you turn 22, your body starts motherfucking changing. I guess the milk lobby was like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> none of none of the diarrhea stuff, please, for this portion of the campaign, yeah. which is now years later. <laughs> and then we have the the face of the campaign, the person who's doing the acting in the campaign. That's like, oh, is it listen, Queen Latifah? It's Queen Latifah. They got the, like, they're number one they're them like, who's like, don't let anyone shame you. Don't let people you. shame you. She's doing like PSA voice. And honestly, she's good yeah. at it. But I think what's sort well, of, she's what's a good actress. also kind of funny about this is that back in the day, Got Milk ads were them's left and right it was all about getting famous people it was about getting hot young people with milk mustaches on their upper lip you know and now it's like two famous people one person who's sort of vintage famous i'm talking about khalees who i think is a who and a handful of influential who's and not even like hugely influential who's (laughs) well i haven't seen this christine quinn (laughs) you know what she's doing so christine quinn is barely doing anything but here she is being like milk you know ordering a glass of milk and wait let me pretending not to be shamed by it waiter i'll take the milk yeah what's kind um milk whole milk
Wait, it's amazing to produce an actual commercial when you just get Chris Queen, Christine Quinn to go to a restaurant, order two jars of milk, and act. Well, you remember when she did this for the Foldy phone and she like went above and beyond, I believe, the call of duty? She's really good at this. Davina's in the comments saying, trending alert, cow, 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 <laughs> fire, fire. <laughs> Davina really wanted the milk account, but didn't make it her way. And then we have wow. Paige DeSorbo of Summer House, Winter House? Summer House turned influencer, mm, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. Also doing a milk ad that I'll play a clip of here. I've been shamed for a lot of things before. The way I dress, how I talk, how I do my makeup, how I do my hair. But recently I was shamed for something that really, really broke me. And I just wanted to bring awareness to it while I make my iced coffee. Not only was I publicly shamed by my best friend at our live Giggly Squad show for this, but I've also been shamed online and in text message. And if you've ever been shamed for drinking OG cow milk at your local coffee shop, then you want to listen to this. This again, this is not milk spawn. I hope you know that. I hope you know that we're not being paid by we're the milk lobby. We're not spawning milk. No, but I mean, we would. We would take it. But I want you to go expand on what you were saying about like how you can read what's going on in culture by what the milk lobby is doing. Well, wouldn't you argue this is a very defensive, uh, this is a very defensive, very defensive. advertising campaign, you know, mm -hmm. like it's very like oh, you know, uh, we're being attacked by all these alternative milks, malks, mm -hmm. whatevers, and we're just like, it's okay to drink milk. If you mm -hmm. want to drink real milk, you can drink cow milk, you know? It's okay. Yeah. Because got milk was very like, if you don't drink milk, you're a fucking loser. And now it's like a little bit cowering. Mm -hmm. This, I would say the, the, the Aubrey Plaza one is the, where they're making fun of alt milk. Which where they they're almost saying, got like, in trouble drink, for. Drink wood milk. It's like, it's supposed to be disgusting or whatever. It's supposed to be like, look how disgusting look you how are disgusting. by drinking wood plant milk. It's milk like, do, we, so do you guys gross. know what cow milk is? <laughs> like, you're calling, you're calling like plant milk disgusting? Like, you know what real milk is? I'm no vegan, but take a look. Once again, this happens all the time. Mm -hmm. When I see famous people, like, Queen Latifah, I get. Queen Latifah's down for this sort of stuff. And she adds a certain, like, demi weight to whatever she is on, right? And she always, mm -hmm. she's good at comedy. So if you see Queen Latifah, you're like, do I take this seriously or do I laugh at it? And I think that's exactly the type of person that you want. Cardi B, we get it. She's down to do Spawn, but she's also immensely famous and she's great online. I understand why you ask mm -hmm. her. Kelly's understand it completely. When you get milkshake. to the influencers. She's still running on that milkshake. It's incredible. What is, is this, is this decided by budget? Is this tiered? Are these two the first ones they asked? You know, sometimes though, Bob, like, you know, when we're cho chosen or we get a new ad and then they're like, somebody in the office was a fan. Mm -hmm. Sometimes oh, yeah. like, it's just that, yeah. you know, I, I think sometimes we're overthinking the like, algorithms the potential algorithms which like i'm sure they look at the numbers just as like you would look yeah. at our numbers if but sometimes i think companies go like who are your favorite influencers who's like doing a good job on their feeds like talking about product and so it says oh Paige desorbo or oh christine quinn some She's selling funny. sunset she... fan was like i'd love to throw That's some cash christine quinn's way yeah. I think sometimes a little bit less complicated than we think. And we should know from experience because sometimes we get ads because people in the office are like, they do a good job with ads. I hear them all the time. And we're like, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. It's true. We try. I mean, we we try. We do we try. try. Okay. Can we move on to an, some more uh, food content? Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. 
Why is Adrian Bailon telling me to put hazelnut coffee creamer in canned chicken noodle soup? Grunge, grunge. First of all, it's Adrian Houghton now. <laughs> Adrian right. Bailon is not telling you to put hazelnut coffee creamer, a.k.a. hazelnut grunge, in your canned chicken noodle soup. Adrian Houghton is. Well, she's married, but I think she still would be like, it's okay that you call me yeah. Adrian Bailon, because mm-hmm. that's her cheetah girl's name. She's cheetah girl. We famously tried her uh, incredible uh, recommendation to eat a tuna sandwich dipped in Hawaiian uh, punch. fruit punch on stage at a Chicago show so many years ago. Four years ago? Must have been four. Right after this, from this video came out in January 2019, and we <laughs> had that show in late 2019. So we That's did it incredible. that year. Yeah. So she know I, that went kind of virally, which is why we yeah. saw it in the first place. Because I don't think we were watching Adrian no. um, Bailon's YouTube video at that point. YouTube videos at that point. Well, we have something similar because that video came out in January of 2019. I don't think we saw it until the summer, and then no. we decided that we were going to do but it again she on stage. Knows what the people want because now she's coming out with my new favorite food combo. She's Four saying, "I've got a whole slew of new disgusting food combos to try. My taste has not changed. I'm still really pretty gross about this. I'm gonna have you mix chicken noodle soup, chicken noodle soup, and hazelnut coffee creamer." She put grunch in soup. So I am telling you, if you at home have just basic chicken noodle soup out of the can, make it, heat it up, add a splash of hazelnut creamer, basic stuff, coffee mate, whatever you got. Add a little bit of salt, and now you're gonna feel like you have like a Michelin chef cooked you something that has, (laughs) what the hell are you guys laughing at? You guys, how many stars you got? Not even half a one. No, this is bomb. You're tripping. No. You got, you got negative one Michelin stars. If you even had an opportunity, they revoked it. It's not the weirdest thing in the world. Like when you think about it, cream soup is quite common, right? We all watch The Gilded Age. We understand that chowder has been around for a while, but it's weird to pour something out of a plastic tub meant for coffee into a soup. Like, that is weird. Like, aesthetically, it's strange. The actual process is strange. But the ingredients, I don't find that bizarre. Is that fair to say? I think a lot of thing, weird things taste good together. Like, the one that I was like, hmm, was the Doritos and, uh, what was it? Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, okay. Peanut, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Delicious. I put, I put chips in Great. Pe- peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like, it's, it's like adding... It's it's adding salt to sweet things. This sweet. is what did this you think though about her mac and cheese and banana pudding? Mac and cheese and banana pudding. I wasn't I wasn't pro that. I gotta I gotta say I wasn't pro that. You weren't pro that. I mean, some of these whipped cream and Cholula sauce, kind of. I would. I'm definitely sure that's taste good. That. I'm sure that's I'm sure fine. it's fine. Tuna and she's got to stop with the tuna. She's got to stop I love with tuna. tuna, but she's got to stop. Tuna with the and tuna. chocolate milk is wrong. Uh, tuna and you chocolate start milk. With the tuna. I don't. But like that. the most offensive one is when she has chicken noodle soup from a can and she says, "How can I make this like a like a coconut? You know, she like a tom yum soup. That's what she kept saying, a tom yum soup." And she adds what she had in the fridge, which oh. if it was just milk, not to bring up milk again or a plant milk or any type, of, I'd be like, okay, whatever. It's fucking grunge it's It's grunge coffee creamer it's hazelnut coffee creamer it just felt basic and you know my taste buds don't do good with basic and so i said to myself self what do you have in the fridge that can make this like 
Mmm, a little interesting. And I found some hazelnut creamer in the fridge and I was like, I feel like this would be no delicious. Quesadilla with banana, that's normal. Candy in layers, normal fried Cheerios, sounds great. Her new one is is upping the ante. Yes. Her adding adding gr grunch that you had in the fridge, old grunch to old soup grunch. is pretty fucking gross. And the temperature it would go down to, no thanks. Good, right? <laughs> Kyle's turning extra pink right now. That hazelnut's coming through. <laughs> In there. No, come on. It needs to be hot. Can we warm this up for him? What triggered this? Because this isn't on, this isn't like a segment on the reel. Like this isn't a segment on something. This is just on a YouTube channel. Yeah, it's like, remember when four years ago people were like, disgusted by you? You should do that again. You're still pretty disgusting. It does, <laughs> it does sort of seem like a, a, a reach for virality. Like, mm -hmm. and it worked. It's like, you know what I'd love right now? I'd love to go viral. And then I'll get it out of my system and I can go back to my other stuff. Because you'll notice if you look at her Instagram, especially post the reel, after the reel got canceled, she's really gotten more glam. It's very chic. Like the days of Adrian Bailon dipping tuna sandwiches in Hawaiian punch feel like so, so, so long ago. Like just look at her grid. It's like, it's very, it's very monochromatic. It's very luxe. It's expensive. No, it's not tuna. It's like it's like at... ahi tuna. You know, it, it's not this. <laughs> I mean, she is. It, it's really giving kid at home, left at home with like, I'm so hungry, like, gotta make myself something to eat. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah. It's. But I think this is kind of the heritage of this, which I love. It's like her being at home, being like, I'm hungry. In in the video, her parents are there, and she's mm -hmm. like asking them, and they're like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like, Well, <laughs> this is your child. Yeah, she is like restarting a YouTube channel too, so that's something. Oh, so she is uploading a lot. Two months ago, two months ago, two months ago. Pimp my ride, our first European vacation, get ready with me, surprise baby shower, food challenge. Okay, she's actually like worried that she's really stocking up here. Would you try this? Which one? He's on a coffee creamer inside. Chicken I mean, I'll soup. try any, I'll try anything, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to seek this out, no. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how you would seek, like, <laughs> and also, where would you seek this out? And also, if I was going to make, like, a creamy soup, I would, like, just make a fucking creamy soup. But mm -hmm. I get what she's doing, but it's like, yes, coconut soup, coconut milk, milk with, soup with milk in it, a creamy milk soup, we love it. We love that. We love that. God. Samin Nosrat is going to, like, <laughs> drop a recipe, like, have you ever tried <laughs> putting hazelnut coffee creamer inside of your favorite homemade soup, and it's, like, going to break Rachel the Rachel Ray is, like, watching this steaming. She's like, you, what? Rachel's <laughs> like, I've been doing this for 25 years, putting coffee she creamer in my soup. <laughs> she literally has. She literally Let's has. Let's move on to some other who's. Hey, guys. Um, so Girls Aloud has gotten back together, and the entire UK is shook, and... Um, can't believe it. And I know that they are not really a thing in the States, but can you please talk a little bit about them um, and just share some of their wonderful music because it's such an exciting and momentous and really happy day for all of us. French French. I love this for them. I'm so happy for the UK fans. I'm so happy. Like, I actually, this call is heartwarming because it's like, 
you guys definitely don't know a lot about them. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to do a good job talking about them. He didn't say that, but I'm insinuating <laughs> that's what he's saying. Um, but can you just talk about it? Because we're so happy here. Mm-hmm. And I just want it to be, I just want it to be out there. And I'm I'm so happy for you. I, I do feel a little bit like because of the UK-US divide and some things don't get released here and when mm-hmm. and it's hard. To, and when Especially the internet was then. kind of... Yeah, and the internet was new-ish, so you weren't just inundated with stuff from Twitter all the time. You kind of had to seek it out. And Bobby, I was sending you links of Girls Aloud, funny Girls Aloud stuff, and you were like, I remember this, but how? And it was through, oh, no, they didn't, which was yeah. like maybe our first portal like to international pop culture, mm-hmm. I don't know, on a day-to-day basis that you were reading this blog and it had a lot of people from the UK in it. So that's why this is not as much part of a child, our childhood as it is yours. I am so happy. I love this. This is so much better than two-fifths of fifths harmony. Come on. Well, this is this is. What I was saying. So, what is now Cowell's law? That eventually every broken up Simon Cowell. Yeah, that's why I called it Cowell's. That's why I called it Cowell's law. Any broken up group will reunite at least once, and they're reuniting. And yeah, uh, uh, the the tragic news, and I think this is actually part of the reason why it's getting so much attention, and I think part of the reason why everyone's so excited is because it comes like two years after Sarah Harding died, who was one of the members of Girls Aloud. I, like it seems more meaningful because it's not everyone, but it's not everyone for tragic reasons, and they're doing it in her honor. That's like who it's dedicated to, which is very sweet and sad. But this is a smart reunion tour because it's been a long time. Like the Fifth Harmony reunion is sort of like, wait, what? You broke up like four years ago. I don't understand right, why we're right, supposed to right. be excited about this. And there hasn't this. been any narrative since mm-hmm. then. This Girls Aloud has gone through a lot. Like one of the members had cancer and died. It's like really bleak. Cheryl had a whole solo career. Yes. They've all had these lives and careers. Well, they've already reunited once. <laughs> I do love Nadine Coyle, Kimberly Walsh, Nicole Roberts, and Cheryl. Cheryl doesn't even have a last name. What is it? I know it's Cole, but like what? We don't care. It's Tweety. <laughs> but it's not just reuniting. It's reuniting going on tour, tw- which I think is tour. even a, is, yes. a, is a bigger, like reuniting for a troll song on the soundtrack is not exciting to me. Which is what I don't want did. that. Yes. Thank you. And reuniting two members to sing a Christmas song, I don't want that. I don't need that. Reuniting to go on a tour that I could potentially go to as an older person that loved this band when I was little. I got some money. I'm going to go to this tour. I'm so excited to see my girls. I'm so excited to see my girls. <laughs> I'm just I'm just cosplaying what I'd imagine I would a British like person would be saying right now. I mean, it's just like I do feel like British people like know more than we know about this group. I'm just remembering like the bits of it that like the songs that broke through to me like I remember something kind of ooh from oh no they didn't and Mm -hmm. something new from from then and then when they did the jump cover remember that yeah weird (laughs) it was big sunk but they didn't release in the U.S. so we really didn't have any context for them for them here and the main thing that I kind of when I started reading tabloids like for this show basically I mean I read them before but in for my job when she died in 2021 when Sarah Harding died that was huge in terms of people yeah, got were so much very, coverage I remember being like so oh wow coverage. I we didn't were, realize they were that yeah. famous that's right. what I thought right. exactly exactly like almost like they got more famous as time went on I didn't get it never forget they got they this group was a TV group they got together on ITV's pop stars the rivals yes. and it was supposed to be like rivals between like a boy group and a girl group and mm-hmm. Jerry Hallowell was in this show was on this show I was more, and I've said this in the pod, I'm more of a sugar babes girl. Okay. Like that to me, I'm I'm more, that's, I like sugar babes better. When you sent me the video of sugar babes and girls aloud singing Walk This Way, I was like, why do I have a vivid memory of watching this? And it's because it got a lot of attention in the United States. Again, on Oh No They Didn't. I was like, oh. And then I found, a, Oh No They Didn't post from 2007 where they were like, isn't this song amazing? What a, what a slay cover. And I was like, 
I must have read that and I must have watched this. Right. It's funny to right. find, to think like, did I read this? Oh, no, they didn't. And then I searched the archives of, oh, no, they didn't. And then I saw that it was there and I was like, well, then that means I absolutely read it. <laughs> right. Right. You absolutely knew about this. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way that you couldn't have known about the Walk This Way cover with Sugar Babes versus Girls Aloud. Meanwhile, the Cores are releasing a new album. What are they Irish? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're Irish. Are you? Are the Cores Irish? Are the Cores Irish? Is Irish? <laughs> is the, are the Cores Irish? Get out of here! When I was searching for videos, just to kind of, I was watching Sugar Babes and Girls Aloud videos this morning, mm-hmm. and I saw in my little feed posted three hours ago, '90s pop legends the Cores leave us breathless with brand new album." And then I Amazing. saw the two women, and I said, "I really don't know what the core the I don't really know what the Cores looked like." I knew what the Cores. I weirdly know what the Cores looked like. Do you recognize these women? I recognize these women because the Breathless video oh was on all God. the time. Go talk about a song that was released in the U.S. Oh go God! On, the go U.S. On. The U.S. was practically Irish for like six months when that song came out. Oh my out. God! Like, we had oh, so many. We're waving we had, our Irish we flags. We couldn't Irish. deal with it. <laughs> we couldn't deal with that song. We were like, Oh, oh my God! Maybe the chorus. I've never heard music. Ooh, the the chorus should enter Eurovision with their new song from their new album. They should. They really should. Ireland never wins. Wait, did Eurovision. we get? Did we get tickets? We don't know yet. We don't know yet? Oh, it's next week. Yeah. They're on sale next week. We don't week. know yet. We don't know yet. We're counting on some friends to come we're through counting for on us. Some, we're counting on some friends of friends Sweets. who happen to be Swedish <laughs> to <laughs> buy our Eurovision tickets. Hey, we, we have to try another We have to try another route, know. you know? Unless our route somebody out there works for Eurovision and you've, I don't oh, know how you haven't good question. out yet. If you work for Eurovision, <laughs> email us at whatsreaditup2.com what and yeah, get us some Eurovision on. tickets. We'll pay you. We'll pay you face value. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll pay. We just need the connection. We just need the hookup. You know how hard it is to buy Eurovision tickets in the Eastern time zone? It's very, very hard. Do you work at Ticketmaster? Again, I don't love Ticketmaster, but do you work there? Could you help us? <laughs> do you know how hard it is to get tickets to Eurovision? It's so hard. The only time we got them last time was we got our we got our English friend to do it. I know, truly. Shout out to Jono. <sighs> Who could help us again? Who could help Jono? us again? Jono? <laughs> Question mark? Okay, listen, listen. Leave um, us breathless. We, Get us some Eurovision tickets. I'm just saying we're doing, we're, we, we're talking about Girls Aloud. Anyone over there? You got any connections? Get us some tickets to Eurovision. Mm-hmm. We'll root for the UK if you get us tickets. Yeah. Well, mm, it depends. But I, w- I would, I would. It depends. I have in the past. Should we just skip to Jonathan Bennett? Yeah. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, long time, long time. I was just calling to see if you could talk about Jonathan Bennett's 25 things uh, to know about me, um, especially focusing on, you know, number two, the fact that he's never read a book all the way through. <laughs> um, it's it's just perfect. Uh, showing whole crunch crunch. Jonathan Bennett, who will live off this mean girl's role for, until the end. What's the thing? Cinema score? Where yeah on uh, IMDb not not IMDb but like the actual service cinema score oh where, when people when people leave, leave the, movies the, and they say A B C D A F and yeah. it's like oh yeah. the movie got you know mixed reviews from critics but it's an A cinema score that's huge that means like the public really likes it I think mm-hmm. the thing about Jonathan Bennett based on especially pandemic era. I think that Jonathan Bennett must test through the roof. He must with, be testing with through the every, roof. Every fucking demographic must test through this guy roof. through the roof. He is 
everywhere. It's not just Mean Girls nostalgia. It's cable television. He's all over cable television. He's on it. I agree. Okay, listen. I agree that he must, people must respond well to him. But you can't deny the Mean Girls propaganda that's is the foundational never reason. relenting. And the new movie that's going to yeah. be coming out, like, he's, he's riding on this. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, it's a role, like, I just think that he's been living on this for a long time. And this Mean Girls phenomenon, which really is kind of Only getting more and more popular. <laughs> right. Is, he, this guy wouldn't exist without he's done of a course. good job keeping keeping the train on the rails with this kind of push that is the mean girls right actually considering it's a concert for one movie a lot of them do really well i mean yeah. lisa jabert is the the queen of hallmark and Lindsay lohan is a thing into herself and anna safe and amanda seyfried is like a real fucking award-winning actress and so is rachel mcadam like the, the lineup is and crazy. lizzie kaplan she was in and fleischman lizzie kaplan Every, everyone who doesn't love Lizzie Kaplan. I guess flushed. the only other person is Daniel Friends Friends says Friends says who I think does well, but he's no Jonathan thing. Bennett. No, he doesn't. He's his own no thing. Jonathan Bennett. It's just like the other people wanted to become like superstars, and Jonathan Bennett was like, I just want to be successful and I want to make a lot of money and I like want to be famous, but I don't necessarily want to be a them. Like he had who aspirations, and I think that that's really crazy. He's like, I want to be the ultimate who, and in a way, he kind of is. <laughs> He's an ultimate who. Yeah. Someone who is shameless, someone who is thirsty, someone who wants to work, like has one million jobs where you're like quite kind of not sure what the first part of their multi-hyphenate is. They want to be a multi-hyphenate, but they want to give all of them equal measure. You know, like he's an actor. Right. He's a host. He's an influencer. <laughs> he's a professional but husband. But that just proves. <laughs> he's a professional proves- gay man. <laughs> He really does. The way that they sold that n- Nissan track finder or whatever mm-hmm. they sold with when they were like, we're gay and we love cars. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, gay people can love cars. He hosts a show which I think is immensely popular on Food Network, Halloween Wars. There's something, you know what it is? Speaking of Girls Aloud, there's something English about him. There's something English about the type of famous he is. Kind of. Really? Because, because he's, of the because TV he's presenter so, He's stuff. so presentery. Yes, yeah. he's presentery. I mean, it's, you're right, you're right. Anyway, so we did a 25 things. I think that he is he is a, a really special figure in the Hooniverse. And I, it's very easy to overlook it, too, because it's just like, oh, he's just that mean girl's a guy again doing mean girl shit. But it's so much more than that. It's so much more than a bag, as Rowan Atkinson <laughs> says. So I want to find a way to... How can we read all 25 of these things in a way that's compelling? Or can we just read them? Well, do we even need to make it compelling? I'd argue that it's pretty compelling. There's one in here that's like a a dark twist. Did you get to that one? Where you like? Oh. It's a it's a dark story with a happy twist. Okay, let's. But the twist. Do you is, want odds or evens? I'll take I'll take evens. But are you gonna play a certain song? Do you want to like? What are we gonna do with this? Like, what's your what's your vision? You're the director here. Just like what what's some music from. 20 th- from 2023 that I could play that I think would like properly oh you know what I'll play on the background of this what is the YouTube language for no copyright intended I do not own this <laughs> you know what I'm gonna play in the background of this do you recognize it wait do you recognize this wait. no what is this it's past lives um <laughs> Oh, beautiful. It's the end okay, of past no one's lives. Recognize it's this. the end of past lives. Again, my YouTube voice. No copyright intended. It's by Christopher Bear and Daniel Ross, and you can stream it now. 
I'm going to play that play under the, this the as we read past this. Lives yeah. Under well, okay. To the end, Beautiful. which I find very moving. Um. Okay. I'll be odd. One. I can recite every single word of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I can also name all 50 states in under 30 seconds by singing the 50 states song. Two. I've never actually read a book all the way through. Three. Instead of asking my dad to build a treehouse when I was a kid, I asked for a stage to be built in my basement with a working red curtain and a spotlight. He actually did it. Four. I have an obsession with popping zits and can't not pop one if I see one. Five. I usually sit to pee because I'm lazy. Six. I never kicked a soccer ball until I had to on set for Mean Girls. Seven. Pine Sol is my favorite scent. <laughs> Eight. I grew up flying airplanes with my dad. I don't have a license, but I've been able to take off and land a plane since I was 10. <laughs> Nine. Meeting a Broadway diva, especially Elphaba from Wicked, makes me more nervous than anything in the world. <laughs> 10. I never say goodbye on the phone. I just hang up because I'm done with the conversation. One time, Lacey Chabert called me back and told me I had to start saying goodbye and that I couldn't just hang up anymore. 11. If you say a joke and no one laughs, I will steal it and say it louder to try and get the laugh. 12. I never fully finish a drink in a can and leave dozens of half-drunk cans all over the house. 13. I pretend to be car sick 99.99% of the time so I can always ride shotgun. 14. I'm usually in bed by 8.30 and asleep by 9 p.m. 15. There's rarely a time I make it past the opening credits of a movie without falling asleep. 16. I'll stand up during a meal to act out part of the story I'm telling. My husband says he's never eaten a meal with me when I don't stand up once. 17. My biggest pet peeve is the sound of people eating cereal. 18. To this day, my favorite role I've played was Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. 19. I wanted to join the army for a hot second after high school, but realized I'm afraid of guns. 20. I was the bulldog mascot for my high school because I couldn't play sports or be a cheerleader. 21. I prefer Starbucks over any other coffee shop. 22. Losing both my parents the same year sent me into a deep and dark depression that I hid very well. Barry's boot camp helped me through it. 23. I don't mind sharing a fork with my dog because he's my baby. 24. My first acting job was a 2001 tampon commercial. I had to ride the roller coaster at Coney Island and threw up all over the camera. 25. The most awkward thing to me is tableside singers at a restaurant. I will get up and go to the restroom every time. Wow. That was great. Well, you know, like they say, like some albums are, are full of singles and some are like an album's album. That's the real, that's, that's an is. album's album of a 25 You're right. We, it's a we, no skips. We rarely get one that's just a no skips. I'm not, this is a no skips. Yeah. You're saying this is a Lana Del Rey album. I'm saying this is a Lana Del Rey album. This it's is poetry. This is, no, this is no singles album. I won't call out any girlies, but this is this is a real top to bottom. I'm not. I'm gonna judge you unless you're reading it all the way through, which is why we had to read it all the way through. Which of these 25 would make the best Lana Del Rey album title? <laughs> Clearly, number 22. Are you kidding me? Number 22 is a whopper. Losing both my parents the same year sent me into a deep, dark depression that I had very well. Barry's boot camp helped Barry's me through it. Barry's boot camp helped me through it. That's the most Lana. Barry's boot camp helped me through it. Is a Lana Del Rey. <laughs> track you know i think name. I, I think that that's fair and that's clearly the number one Which but one I, would you all, say is I also a think a good lana del rey album is i prefer starbucks over any other coffee shop yes a hundred percent a hundred percent 
I would also say I would love a song that is based on I never finish a can. I was going to go there next. Leave dozens of half drunk cans all over the house. <laughs> you know the you know the, the joke about like I bet Phoebe Bridgers has a really dirty car. Like I bet Lana Del Rey has <laughs> half drank cans of oh, seltzer all over her she house. Has, <laughs> yeah, she's got a dirty house. We, we we read that whole profile about her suburban estate and how it's a little. Well, half-drunk cans all over the house isn't necessarily That's dirty. Me. It's just a lot That's of cans. That's so me. That's so me-coded. But I just... You leave half-drunk like, cans all over our green rooms. I'm like, who... Where... How are there eight seltzers half-drunk all babe, over this tiny I'm little sorry. room? I'm sorry. I'm still drinking them, as I always say. I'm still drinking them. All of them. <laughs> I'm still okay? drinking them. I'm still drinking them. Honey? I want to be famous. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very Gotta nice. make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're traveling to do English-speaking countries for the next leg of our tour, but if we want to travel to Japan or like Poland, we should use Rosetta Stone to learn a language. I'm definitely traveling to Japan and Poland, and I'm definitely using Rosetta Stone to learn a new language. We have to make Who Weekly multilingual with Rosetta Stone. That's been a fantasy of mine for a long time, to be a bilingual podcast, and the only way to do it is by using Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. They've been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They're known for their fast language acquisition because they immerse you in many ways. There are no English translations. You really learn to speak and think. There's an intuitive process and they're designed for long-term retention. They have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's an amazing value because Lifetime Membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your entire life. That's Lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. 
steal. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership at 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com who today. I want to be famous. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I was at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I think should be called the Thanksgiving Hoobalee because of everyone that was in attendance on the floats. You had Catherine McPhee and David Foster. You had uh, Ashley Park. You had Pentatonics. Just a lot of great hoos. So I was wondering if you could please rank order from who to them. Uh, thanks so much. Crunch, crunch. Another year, another Thanksgiving parade, you know? I mean, it's just three. We had Catherine McPhee, David Foster, Ashley Park, and Pentatonix. I I logged on to Spotify. I think Ashley Park is becoming more and more famous. And I think the only reason Catherine McPhee is more famous is because of David Foster. Like, otherwise she would have just, like, sort of fallen into obscurity. Fell off the map, yeah. Pentatonix, I cannot get a sense of how well-known they are. I can't. Like, I logged onto Spotify recently, yeah. and it was like, the new Pentatonix album, out now. And I was like, why are you telling me this? I never listened to them at all. How did this mm-hmm. million-year algorithm, which made me think it was broader, like everyone was getting this. And I was like, are they really that famous? You know, like, how do you rank these three people? This is actually really tough, I think. This is like three of the same people. That's good, They're which is exactly why the, the same. Which is why the Thanksgiving Day Parade is so well cast. Uh, you know, like this is this is the casting of it all. Like I would argue Ashley Park is, even though she is a singer, obviously, I think she's more famous currently for acting, but I think that increases her fame. I think Pentatonix is the most famous. Uh, Ooh, uh, I mean, sorry. And then I think... Catherine McPhee, uh, David Foster, and then Ashley Park. Yeah, and then Ashley Park. But it's weird because, like, Ashley Park is, like, the one I want to be the most, like... You put... Well, I'm just talking about, like, culture. Like, I'm just, like, thinking about, like... It is Christmas. They do get a bump on Christmas. Because they're always like, what child is this? What child is this? And then they all, like, try and do solo stuff. And then they're like, we got to get back together to sing what child is this, you know? They released... A 31 track album of Christmas songs. Like no, last that's week. too many tracks. Oh, a month ago. That's too. That's too many tracks. 31 tracks. This that's is too. Are this there is even Lindsay, that many like, Lindsay songs? would go and just like. If I was stuck in an elevator and all that was playing was the Pentatonix Christmas album, it would be like, what's that? Uh, what's that movie? The um, the, uh, the the where the devil's in the elevator. <laughs> Devil. <laughs> Isn't it literally called Devil? The M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah, that would be... I would I would devil in the elevator. Oh, my God. That 31 movie, tracks. That movie when you're How like, who's there? the devil? Do you remember who the devil is? Yeah. The yeah. Beep that, please. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Kiss from a Rose is not a Christmas song. That get track number 29, that's not... You don't get that. You don't... That's crazy. Wait, you? that's crazy. Hold on. Let me just make sure it's... Yeah, no, that's not yours. Oh, you that's thought it was a Christmas. you thought it was a Christian kiss from a rose. You thought there was another one that we had in our hymnal. <laughs> is it the seal one? Hmm. Is it is it the seal I'm one? I'm just saying it's so unfair to me when the Christmas canon like tries to envelop a song that is not a Christmas song. I'm, I'm going to speak from your shoes, I think, and I think I'm I'm capable. Speak from I my think shoes. What is probably you sound so, like me actually saying that. I, I think I think I'm going to walk in your shoes. I I'm going to speak from your perspective. I think what got you mean it, by it, that is it. that 
understood it. The Christmas songbook, the the air quotes Christmas songbook, is massive. How dare you reach in and grab other shit when you have so much to choose from. And you have 31 tracks. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Will 30 kill you? Will 30... Getting rid of Kiss from a Rose, will that kill you so much? It's like Pentatonix. It's like, listen to our new Christmas album and Two On is there. And it's like, you don't get Two On, okay? You don't get (laughs) Two On. (laughs) I would be so mad. I mean, I'm sorry. Just some of these songs. And this came out this year and it's already hitting millions. I mean, this is a huge... They are very popular. Well, some of them are old. Singing. Some of them are from other tracks. It's kind of a greatest hit. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Of- well, one is this. One is a Fleet Foxes cover. One has Talk almost about. 500 million listens. Like, this band is crazy. Okay. It actually is nuts that they're number one on this list. That makes me... Like I said, when I'm I... I'm sorry, but am I Foster. lying? Am I lying? Uh, they, they sang a duet with Elvis. He's not even alive. I'm Get not, out of here. I remember when Natalie Cole was like, I'm going to sing a bunch of songs with my dead dad. Okay, this has been done I'm just for saying Elvis would time. never join Pentatomics if he was still alive. He would say, this fucking sucks. It's so lame. No, he probably would love it. Are, Are you? you? I'm like, uh, Elvis. I know, I'm sorry. If I Elvis know. were alive, Elvis would be on Pentatomics' album. I'm sorry. He That's so obvious. He would be in Pentatomics. He would be in Pentatomics. He would have joined Pentatomics in his later. If age. Elvis were alive, he would be in Pentatomics. <laughs> I know you're so right. He okay. would be the Tony Bennett to their Lady Gaga for sure. Oh my God, they would. They'd do like a double album. Ugh. They'd wheel. They'd wheel him out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Weekly. Long time, long time. I just saw a trailer for a new movie that's coming out next month called Our Son. About um, it's like Billy Porter and Luke Evans play um parents to this young boy and are going through divorce and it's about like gay marriage and divorce and all this stuff. Um and I'm just wondering if maybe this movie could catapult those two who's into themdom. Or is Billy Porter already a them? Who's to say? Is this a gay right? Is this a gay wrong? Would love to hear you dissect it on the Friday show. Love you guys. Crunch crunch. I don't know if it's a gay right or a gay wrong, but I'm gonna my ass is gonna be in that seat the moment that movie comes out. <laughs> I gotta no, it's I not. gotta see no, the movie where not. Billy Porter and Luke Evans are married and have a You having say that, but I'm gonna ask you when it comes out, is your ass in that seat and you're gonna say, Oh, uh yeah. And I'm gonna know. say my ass is currently in the seat. It comes out next uh, no, next Friday. You're such a little you're Now I'm gonna see lean. it just to spite you. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm gonna well, go I'm see our you, son starring I'm Luke Evans saying, and Billy Porter. You always say, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. and then when the time comes you're like no i don't want to do that oh i'm sorry you you think i'm not going to be first in line to see a movie that the hollywood reporter called dull (laughs) and bland as an ally i'm saying gay rights on that one i'm saying it (laughs) i think billy porter is also speaking of jonathan bennett billy porter wants to do it all i know that's always tough. Like Rita Ora wants to do it all. John, well, Jonathan Bennett doesn't want to sing. She sure does. I guess who is a sure who is a similar person? You know who's similar? Luke Evans. They're both the same type of celebrity. They want kind they, of they they want to be movie stars, but they also want to be theatrical. They want to be performers. They want to sing. Sure, sure, sure. They want to be. But Billy's presenters. also turning a look on the carpet that people are talking about. Yeah. And Billy I think wants that to be fashion Billy Porter, too. Billy Porter knows that that's what the outcome of wearing a look like when Billy Porter wore that like emo boy like almost Halloween costume mm-hmm. thing. Vivian Westwood inspired, maybe. I'll yeah. give it that, but I don't know what it was. And people were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I think Billy Porter knew that that was the case. I also think Billy Porter is a them. You think so? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Maybe. Yeah. Interesting. 
they're very similar, but I think the the thing that Billy Porter has that Luke Evans doesn't have is like a chip on his shoulder, a very justified mm-hmm. chip on his shoulder because Billy Porter, the first stage of Billy Porter's career was like extremely closeted and extremely mm-hmm. like I have to make cons- oh of course I have but to make concessions right. And now right. I'm I'm done right. making concessions, and I don't know that Luke Evans has had to make as many concessions. Speaking of no, you know, and like literally, uh, what uh, seven uh, ten days ago in in Vulture, Billy Porter is ready to speak on it. He spent a de- he spent decades dazzling right. in performances before he could be himself in public. Mm-hmm. He's making up for lost time, which is like exact like literally exactly what uh, we were saying. Yeah. Like it really it, it gives that it's yeah it's it gives that. But I do think he's a them. He's all over the place. And I also think that mm-hmm. like if you are if you are on he's a he was a guest judge. I don't think he's a full time judge, but like they threw him on Dancing with the Stars a couple of weeks ago and he was like, Jason Mraz, oh, yeah. you're annoying. Like Yeah, that I, was so funny. If you I get thrown on Dancing with the Stars in a in a in a judgy role, I think that that, that really speaks to your them dem and it speaks to your popularity. But also the fact that you go on there and you and you're able to be a little bitchy, that's so that's, that's fun. Like, that's great. That. Yeah. So yeah. I think Billy Porter is definitely a them. And I will mm-hmm. by the time you listen to the next who's there, I will have Shut seen up. the movie No, Old now you're Dad, just doing sorry, it. Sorry, our son <laughs> at like no, you're gonna, alone you're, at I IFC gonna, Center. The way that we're going to turn off this podcast and Bobby's going to complain about having to now go see it, it's, it's the speed, the speed at which. Do it. Yeah, go. Go see it. Our son movie. Go see it. Times. Go see it. In, is Let's it even see. playing in theaters? Well, not it's probably next not. next week. It comes out is next it even... week. Tickets are not available yet, but they will be. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, they will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you Google, what's a movie called? Our Dads? Our Sons. No. Oh, I. Old Dads. Our our oh. son. <laughs> Old Dads is the other one. Oh. Old Dads is very straight. Our son is, is I googled I Googled Our Dads Showtimes and what came up was about my father on stars, which is that... Um, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I'm calling because I think that while all the times of day are thems, that some are themier. I think that like noon and midnight have their own second name, stage name kind of thing. And maybe nine and five because of the work day, the bewitching hour kind of feels fun. I don't know if that makes it more hooey or who more themy. Anyways, are there any other thems? Crunch, crunch. I might cut, I might cut this question actually, because it's like ridiculous. <laughs> Let's end it. We've been recording for almost two hours, and I got to cut this down into something manageable. <laughs> yeah. Thank I you for know. listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes of Discord server. We're releasing a gift guide on Sunday. You'll get that. Plus, I think the gift guide we're going to give out to everyone. And then there's going to be the normal subscriber episode, which you can also get audio only, audio only on Apple Podcasts by clicking subscribe. And I think that's it. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. I've never actually read a book all the way through. Hi, BLT. Um, Long time, first time. I am calling from the car um, on the way home from the grocery store where 
even though I'm usually a coconut milk girly, I had to pick up a bottle of um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas branded uh, sugar cookie <laughs> international delight coffee creamer just so that I could have some Grinch grunch in my fridge. Um, anyway, that reminded me of the fact that I've been meaning to call and share that an entire fire station are now fans of the pod thanks to my uh, grunch grunch fluence, I, I guess. Um, my husband's a firefighter and listens to the pod with me so much in the car and while we're cooking that he has become, I guess, grunch-pilled. Um, and he was grocery shopping with all of his coworkers to restock their firehouse fridge a while back. Um, and he told them that they needed grunch, which naturally, like, sparked a lot of questions. And he told them about the pod and all of that. And now they've all adopted the term grunch. And he will text me to share their who-them debates from the station. Um, the most recent one I was asked to weigh in on was Polly Shore. Um, anyway, thought you'd want to know. Um, grunch, grunch, himbor, bimbor, uh, showing hole. Bye. Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. Um, I deposit the pod and call in because y'all were talking about Logan Lerman and him getting covered by whatever. Um, and nobody cares except I do. I really care and I love him. <laughs> and, um, it makes me very happy to hear about what he's up to because he's hot and seems cool. Um, okay, crunch, crunch. Uh, hi, BLT, but specifically Timmy. Um, this is my voice one day on T. It is, but also that's kind of like the them of, uh, like announcing you're taking testosterone, um, which I am. And I'm going to call back every month and you can't stop me, Timmy. You're going to have to listen to these even if you don't play them at the end of the episode. But if you did, that would be kind of cool. Okay, um, crunch, crunch, living libido, laptop, women do belong in balloons, and Tim Tebow lesbian. Bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. This is absolutely unhinged, but I had to tell you, I, uh, long time, long time, I had a dream last night that I called in on the show and told you guys about the meme that you sometimes see on Twitter of the girls who poop versus the bitches who shit. <laughs> I had a dream that I called in, and I legitimately, I thought it was so realistic, I had to check my call log to make sure that I didn't actually call in, like, in my sleep. Um... Yeah, I don't know, do with that what you will. I just thought you might be interested to hear that I'm dreaming. That's how much I listen to Who Weekly that I dream of, and that's how much I call that I dream of, of calling you guys in my sleep to talk about weird Twitter memes. Um, anyway, happy Sunday. Uh, crunch, crunch. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay and Timmy. I uh, was at the Palladium show last night, had a phenomenal time, but I wanted to tell you, Bobby, uh, after the first time you stood up on stage, the hooligans behind me very loudly said, oh, my God, he's so tall. He's just like Jacob Elordi. And I thought that was very funny. Anyway, thanks for a great show. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, sorry, I was just watching Selling Sunset. Have you ever mentioned before that the symbol for the Oppenheim Group uh, real estate company looks a lot like one of the weird alien letters from Arrival? That's all. Crunch, crunch.